Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast, where you can get the latest results, fantasy picks, and news every week in the NASCAR racing world. We just got one more spot left to fill, so let's give it to our host. Here he is, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. I hope you guys had yourself a great weekend as NASCAR made the return to Sonoma Raceway for the first time in over 20 years for the Truck Series and, of course, the yearly return for the Cup Series. First things first, I think I need to give out an apology because... I'm looking at my fancy picks that I had for you guys that's saying, oh, these drivers are going to do great this race. They're going to be finishing near the front. They can score 45 plus points. Yeah, that did not happen. It was a wild race for sure for the Cup Series. I mean, we could not tell who was going to score a lot of fancy points. We did not know who was going to be there till the end. Strategy played a huge part in that race. But we also had the Truck Series race. And let me tell you, that one was a really exciting one as well. We got a lot of stuff to unfold here and see what were some of the top moments from this weekend. What moments were a little bit of a bummer for us race fans. And what are the biggest takeaways from each and every race. So without further ado... Let's dive into it. Let's first look at the Truck Series race that happened on Saturday. For the first time in over two decades, let's look at the final results here at Sonoma, the 12th race of the 2022 season for the Camping World Truck Series, the DoorDash 250. All right, let's look at a few statistics before we dive into the final results. We had at first about 38 trucks enter this race, but two withdrew before qualifying even happened. One was the number 47 truck. Apparently, they were having a lot of problems getting that truck ready for inspection. They also had to wait on a drug test. There was multiple things going on with this team. In the end, they decided to withdraw right before qualifying. And Jennifer Jo Cobb was trying to make a return here into the truck series, trying to run this race, but she withdrew before this weekend even started so we only had 36 trucks which meant nobody technically missed out on this race we had six cautions for 17 laps 10 lead changes amongst five different drivers it was a really good race up front it was mostly cup series drivers up front but they still put on one heck of a show who was the winner in the end How about the most dominant driver in Truck Series history with 62 victories now? The number 51 of Kyle Busch comes into victory lane after leading 45 laps. He is your winner here in the Truck Series race at Sonoma. Finishing second, we have the number 38 of Zane Smith. Finishing third was the number 66 of Ty Majeski. Finishing fourth was the number 41 of Ross Chastain. Finishing fifth, we have the number 18 of Chandler Smith. In the sixth spot was the number 42 of Carson Hosefar, completed the race by Daniel Suarez. Finishing seventh was the number 75 of Parker Kligerman. In the eighth spot, we have the number four of John Hunter Nemechek. Finishing ninth, a really good run by the number 16 of Tyler Ankrum. And rounding out the top 10, we have the number 25 of Matt DiBenedetto. Some noticeable drivers who finished outside the top 10 that we should mention, finishing 11 was number 23 of Grant Infinger, followed by Harrison Burton in the number 17 truck, finishing 12th. Going down the roster to the 17th position, we have the number 20 of Austin Dillon. Right behind him, the number 99 of Ben Rhodes, who had a really good truck in this race. Unfortunately, got a flat tire near the end. Top 09 makes another return here into the truck series as he finishes 20th in that number 62 truck. Moving down the roster, we have the number 7 of Alex Bowman gets caught up in an accident near the end of the race, so he's out by lap number 71, finishing 
29th with Stuart Friesen right behind him caught up in the same accident finishing 31st then you had Haley Deegan who had a really good run in this race but unfortunately got a flat tire in one of the worst spots of the racetrack she finishes 32nd Matt Craft in the number 88 finishes 34th 98 of Christian Eckes finishes 35th out due to an accident on lap number 26 around at the field Stefan Parsons finishes 36th due to an oil cooler going out on lap number 9 and that's your final results here for the DoorDash 250 at Sonoma Raceway, California. So first things first, big congratulations to Kyle Busch. I mean, it's not really too much of a surprise when you see Kyle Busch running up front in one of these races. One of the biggest things that we noticed here in this truck series was the amount of Cup Series drivers that came down, and that's a pretty big thing to point out because usually you'll see Cup Series drivers move down into the Arca West Series race that happens on Saturday, but that was not the case this year since the truck series made the return, and I'd say they put on one hell of a race. It was a lot of fun to see these drivers duke it out. I mean, at some points it wasn't even the cup series drivers like ross chastain and kyle bush duking it out for the for the lead position we also had ty majeski and the number uh, 16 of tyler ankrum duking it out for positions it was a really really fun race to watch on tv and i bet it was an absolute blast to watch in person the truck series making the return was definitely the right call here at sonoma i really feel like they need at least two out of the three of nascar's top three divisions Bracing it out at the same racetrack in a weekend because, you know, it, it provides good entertainment for the fans for the entire weekend. I don't know about you guys, but one thing I truly enjoy is being able to go to the Truck Series race and the Xfinity race on Friday and Saturday while watching qualifying and practice for the Cup Series. It's just a full-filled weekend, and I think Sonoma finally figured that out that, hey, maybe the Arca Menards West Series is not covering it anymore, as I think they only had about like 22 cars in that race. Not a whole lot more of action going on and even the year before I think it was like 21 but so thank goodness the truck series came back to Sonoma and rightfully so I mean it was a really fun race like I said multiple times already some drivers who really impressed me in this race that I need to give a shout out to the first one being the number 16 of Tyler Ankrum he had a really great truck and at some points he was faster than the number 51 truck and the number 41 truck who led 45 and 19 laps respectively out of 75 he had an awesome truck. It, it absolutely shocks me that he did not lead a single lap. Great job by Tyler Ankrum, keeping it up with the top dogs. And also, a shout-out to Daniel Suarez in that number 42 truck. A lot of you already know the story. Unfortunately, Carson Josefar in the final laps of Worldwide Technology Raceway suffered an injury due to an accident. And he had to get actually surgery on his tibia. And a lot of people did not think he was going to be able to make the race this weekend. Well, he did, and he even qualified on the pole. Unfortunately, he wrecked the truck and Daniel Suarez was there to substitute him in case he was not able to finish the race and by lap number 12 he, he said I can't finish this race I need a substitute driver so Daniel Suarez hops in and the team goes one lap down and he's able to recover and get fifth in the stage of number two and also finish in the sixth position so great job by this team being able to do that driver substitute and to be able to finish in the top 10 that is really hard for a team to be able to do that so well done by them and keeping Carson Hosefar within reach uh, making it into the playoffs and hopefully just hopefully he can get a victory before the playoffs start but if that doesn't happen thank goodness for this situation and Daniel Suarez hopping in and giving him 37 points in this race also right behind him I got to get Give another shout out to Parker Kligerman. The 75 truck, absolutely phenomenal. Every single time they enter into a truck race, being able to finish in the top 10 once again, it's just great to see this team really compete up here. 
And, num and another person I want to give a shout out to, even though the finish does not show the performance, was the number one of Haley Deegan. Haley Deegan has had such a rough season. We've talked about it multiple times in the last few episodes. But this one is the biggest heartbreak because she was running around in the top 10 and I've talked to her. I talked to her at the LA Clash. She said she was super excited about this race. She knew she raced good at this racetrack and she showed it and then has a tire go down on the front straightaway and gets heavy damage too. We noticed that there was a lot of accidents going into turns 1 and 2 and we usually don't see that and it's a kind of a good thing we don't see that that much because those were some hard hits by Haley Deegan and you also saw the same thing with Stuart Fries and Josh Belisky and Alex Bowman just, ooh, just brutal accidents by those guys. And I'm glad to see everybody in this race okay, because, man, those were brutal, to say the least. Alex Bowman was not really impressive in this race at all. I, I really did not see that number seven truck running near the front like I thought he was going to, at least at the very least, running in the top three. He didn't do that. He didn't win any stage points at all for the team. And being caught up in that accident near the back, it was just not a good showing for Alex Bowman. I mean, thank goodness he got the practice, but unfortunately for this number seven truck who only runs part-time, for them to come back and get another accident at a road course race, ooh, not looking good for their setup there. Now, Todd Bonine, he had an okay race. I wouldn't say it was a phenomenal race. I'd say it was a little bit more of a disappointing race for him. I want to see him running around more in the top 10. He, he, Yes, he got that 10th place finish in stage number two. That was mostly due to pitch strategy. But to see him take out Matt Crafton in the middle of the race, yeah, that's, that's a little bit of a bummer to see an experienced driver like that run into that kind of problem. Just returning back. Now, I don't expect him to be perfect. I mean, when someone's been out of the series for a couple of years, they're not going to come back and be super phenomenal. But just to see him take out Matt Craft and a person running for the championship while he's just running six races in the year, uh, that, uh, that's a little cringeworthy for <laughs> that team. But at least he was able to finish in the top 20 and on the lead lap. At least he didn't end in an accident. Can't say the same for Matt Crafton and Thor Motorsports. I mean, they had one good finish with Ty Majeski, but the rest of the team just struggled near the end. And it wasn't like they brought bad vehicles to this race. Christian Eckes had a really fast car. Matt Crafton was running around the top 10. Ben Rhodes won a stage. They just weren't able to finish. So the team as a whole just absolutely had a bummer near the end of the race. At least Ty Majeski was able to finish in the top three. Hopefully we can see Ty Majeski get a victory because that 66 truck is really impressing me. I did not expect much from that team. I expected them maybe running around in the top 10 or top 15 trying to barely sneak their way in. But they're one of the strongest trucks on the Truck Series roster right now. So good job by Ty Majeski and good job by Zane Smith to be able to get that finish that close to Kyle Busch. But again, Cup Series drivers, once again, showing that why they are in the Cup Series is putting on a great performance here. And I can already hear the arguments coming of, oh, Cup Series drivers should not be running down here in the lower series. Um, other professional sports don't do that. So why does NASCAR do that? Look, I don't, I don't care what people say. This provides great entertainment for the fans at the racetrack. If I was there at the racetrack, I'd be having one hell of a time. I would not be throwing a fit that Tyler Ankrum or Ty Majeski were not able to get the win because Kyle Busch and Ross Chastain absolutely dominated it. I bet you it provided more fans to come to that Saturday race thinking, oh, I can see my favorite driver run down there. And it, even in the Arkham Menards West Series, you'd have people to show up to the Saturday race just to see a Cup Series driver try to dominate that race. I remember going 
in 2016, Brian Vickers win. That was really cool. Chase Briscoe winning last year. That was awesome to be able to meet him. There's a reason why they do this for these other races, and that is because simply, one, they can get practice, and two, it provides a lot of good entertainment for the fans. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm tired of the argument. It, It provides great racing, and it showed it in this race. It was a lot of fun for the fans, and I say this is a really good road course race for the Truck Series. Maybe not the best road course race, but I'd give it a solid 8 out of 10. Worth watching the highlights once again to see what you missed. I think it would provide at least good entertainment for everyone all around. Now let's move on to the main event that happened on Sunday. Of course, I'm talking about the 16th race of the 2022 season for the Cup Series. It is now time to dive into the final results for the Toyota Save Mart 350 at Sonoma. Alrighty, so let's look at a few statistics before we dive into the final results of this race. No open charter cars once again entered into the entry list. This one absolutely shocked me. I thought we would at the very least see the number 27 team running this race as they said that they were going to be running all the road courses. This is an absolute shocker, and I think this is the one thing that gives Sonoma kind of a black eye as far as road courses go. You'll see them attempt Watkins Glen. You'll see them go to Circuit of the Americas, Road America, um, but not Sonoma. And that is a real big bummer. I was hoping to see some open charter cars in this race. We just didn't get to see it, so we only had 36 cars on the entry list. Four cautions for 14 laps. Not a lot of cautions in this race. Two of them for cause, one being debris and one for being a blown engine from a driver. And then we had six lead changes among six different drivers. As maybe the passes for the lead was not... The biggest thing that happened in this race, which is kind of uh, completely different to what we've seen for the rest of the 2022 season, we still had a very surprising top 10, to say the least. And the winner of this race is a driver who has not yet won a cup race until yesterday. I am talking about the number 99 of Daniel Suarez for Trackhouse Racing finally gets his first victory in the Cup Series, leading 47 laps in this race. He is your winner of the 16th race of the 2022 season. Finishing second, a great performance by the number 17 of Chris Busher. Finishing third in the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Finishing fourth, we have the number four of Kevin Harvick. Finishing fifth, the top finishing rookie, the number two of Austin Sindrick. Finishing sixth, we have the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. In the seventh spot was the number one of Ross Chastain. Finishing eighth was the number nine of Chase Elliott. In the ninth spot was the number 24 of William Byron. Running out the top 10, we have the number 6 of Brad Keselowski. Finishing 11th was the number 3 of Austin Dillon. In the 12th spot, we have the number 31 of Justin Haley. In the 13th spot was the number 14 of Chase Briscoe. Finishing 14th was the number 10 of Eric Amarola. Finishing 15th was the number 5 of Kyle Larson with Alex Bowen, the number 48, right behind him in 16th. Finishing 17th, we have the number 22 of Joey Logano. In the 18th position was the number 45 of Kurt Busch. Finishing 19th was the number 16 of AJ Allmendinger. And rounding out the top 20, the number 15. 15 of Joey Hand finishes in the 20th position on the lead lap. Some noticeable drivers who finished outside the top 20 that we should mention. Finishing 26, we have the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr., followed by his teammate, the number 20 of Christopher Bell, finishing 27th. Kyle Busch in the number 18 finishes 30th with the number 11 of Denny Hamlin right behind him in 31st. Then you have Corey LaJoy in the number 7, um, nine laps down, finishing 34th with Tyler Reddick right behind him. And the number 8 machine finishing 35th, uh, only completing 97 out of the schedule, 110 laps. And rounding out the field, the only driver who is not able to finish the race out by lap number 9 due to engine issues. The number 23 of Bubba Wallace. He is credited with the last position overall here at Sonoma Raceway. And that is your final results here at Toyota Save Mart 350, the 16th race of the 2022 season. 
Wow, oh wow, can you believe that top 10? That is an unbelievable final result from a race that many people would not believe happened unless they watched the race. Let me first say, Motorsports Ministry, Armani, are you happy that Daniel Suarez won the race? He finally wound up in victory lane. Woo! Finally, Daniel Suarez in victory lane. He's been banking on this number 99 car to be in victory lane the last couple of years. One of the biggest supporters of this team. And he's had their back since day one. And finally, finally, his driver winds up in victory lane. And I'm a huge Daniel Suarez fan too, so I'm pretty happy about this. And I don't think there's that many people out there who would be against Daniel Suarez. I mean, he's such... A great guy to be around, a happy-go-lucky driver no matter what is going on, and so deserving. This team has had such great cars throughout the year. I mean, Ross Chastain has been running up front almost every single race, and Daniel Suarez, for the most part, has been running up front too, but he's had some of the worst luck ever. Finally, the luck fell into his hands, and he led 47 laps in this race, scoring 47 fantasy points. If you had him on your roster, he paid you big time. So congratulations to Daniel Suarez, and that means Bull Trackhouse Racing teams are in the playoffs for the 2022 season, where a year ago, they were just a one-car team, and they finished, I think they finished in the top 20 in points, but they weren't even close to making it into the playoffs. Now they're both locked in. They already got three victories as a team. I don't think anyone really saw this one happening. You, you really can't say you did. Well, I guess Armani did, but when you thought of a new team dominating, you maybe thought of 2311 racing. That's when I thought but not track house racing. I thought, okay, maybe a mid-tier team. Maybe they'll get a victory sometime down the road. But they're not going to be comparable to Colic Racing in 2311. How mistaken I was because, holy cow, they are the hottest commodity in the sport. And there's no stopping them. People were saying, oh, maybe they're having a little bit of luck going at the beginning of the year. It's been throughout the 2022 season. Going into the summer stretch, now they got both their cars in victory lane. I could see them potentially getting two to three more victories in the season for both their drivers. And I really do believe that. It's just been phenomenal. Ross Chastain has been absolutely fun to watch. This race, he was a little bit more reckless than usual. Well, maybe not a little bit more reckless. I'd say about the... Um, even amount of recklessness that we have seen him in the last few races. It's just the way he races, and I think he's absolutely great for the sport. I love seeing someone super aggressive like Ross Chastain can can get under everyone's skin, but is such a likable driver at the same time. So <laughs> just it's just great to be a track house racing fan. Let's just go with that. But how about RFK Racing? Great, great showing by them to finish second and 10th. I did not even have them anywhere in my mind as far as fantasy picks go, but Chris Buescher almost won this race. If something would have happened to Daniel Suarez or they would have had a late race caution, I think Chris Buescher could have been up there to challenge for that win. Had an absolute fast car and completely impressed me. I mean, Brad Keselowski has had not, hasn't had a top 10. Um, I don't think once this year, maybe the Daytona 500, I can't quite remember at this moment, but he gets in his second top 10, if he did get a top 10 at Daytona, at Sonoma. Nobody could have guessed that one. Everyone could have guessed another restrictor plate race, but not a road course, and he was able to do it here in that number six machine. So good job by them, and good job 
for Front Row Motorsports. Michael McDowell getting uh, the third position and Todd Gillen even scoring some stage points in this race. It was just a lot of teams that are in the mid-pack or near the back just had a solid run here at Sonoma. And I really like this race for the fact that we have a lot of strategy going on throughout the entire race. You can't really predict who's going to be the most dominant car. Sometimes you can. I mean, last year it was Kyle Larson all the way. But to see some of these drivers get some recognition where they wouldn't get it at any other racetrack uh, thanks to the pit strategies, that's the one thing I like about Sonoma. I really like this track just for how much it can shake things up. I remember even back in 2006 when Terry Labonte finished in the top three in the number 96 machine. Nobody, nobody saw that one coming, but he was able to do it thanks to this racetrack. Now, of course, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows here in wine country. There was a lot of people who had bad hangovers in this race. I think the first one we need to talk about is the entire Toyota camp. Would you believe me that the Toyota Save Mart 350 would only have one Toyota in the top 20? When I thought that they were going to have an absolutely phenomenal race this weekend, they had the exact opposite. Kurt Busch was the only one to finish in the top 20. That was a Toyota, and he finished 18th. Brutal, just absolutely brutal. Kyle Busch, yes, he finished third in one of the stages, but he finished 30th overall in this race. Denny Hamlin, who's been very consistent at this racetrack, finishes 31st. Martrex Jr. was not even a contender in this race, and I predicted that he could potentially win the race. He had such a phenomenal car the last few years here at Sonoma, and for him to show up like this... Oh, that, it just stings to be a Martin Trex Jr. fan. And it really scares you because if it's even his favorite tracks that he's struggling at, we will maybe not see Martin Trex Jr. driving that number 19 car next year. And that's a really worrisome thing. I hope things start going in the right direction. But after this performance, he's at best a fourth pick for fantasy teams in the next few races. And if he's not a fourth pick, then you're not putting him on your fantasy rosters. Christopher Bell, I, I, I guess you got to put him right there with his Joe Gibb racing camp. Um, none of them finished in the top 25, just a piss poor performance by them. There's not much else you can say. And then Henrik Motorsports. Oh man, Henrik Motorsports. They did not have a bad race per se. I mean, they had some fast cars. I mean, look at Kyle Larson. He led 26 laps in this race. You also had Chase Elliott running up front. He also led 26 laps in this race. William Byron was able to make steps in the right direction. Alex Bowman, I think at some points, was trying to jump into the top 10, just wasn't able to do so. And then the bad luck struck these guys. Chase Elliott unfortunately has a loose lug they catch it. They put the lug nut back on. Unfortunately, the car was outside of the pit box when they made this pit stop. So we had to start at the tail end of the field at the start of stage number three. And you know how Sonoma is. If you're starting near the back going into that final stage, yeah, you ain't winning this race. And even though he was able to bounce back and finish in the top ten, yeah, just the fact that he had such a fast car and that was his um, finish, it, it stings a little bit. It stings a lot for the Chase Elliott fans. But not nearly as bad as what happened to Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson won stage one, looked like a great car, and he had a loose lug nut as well. Unfortunately, they did not catch it in time, and he has a loose wheel going up in turns one and two. Ends his day. He finishes 15th. Yes, he scored a few stage points, but definitely not the amount that we were expecting. We were expecting 45 plus minimum. And now he has Cliff Daniels suspended for four weeks, more than likely due to this penalty. Just a heartbreak. 
just a heartbreak and just goes back to the situation with the one lug nut tire. I saw a lot of people pissed off about that, and I can understand it. When we are almost halfway into the season, we're still struggling with lug nuts. That is just, oh, man, it, it just it's just a sour taste in the mouth of NASCAR fans. It's like, when is this problem going to get fixed? I don't know how to fix it because you want some of the fastest pit stops, and that means giving it 110% going the absolute quickest, and you don't want to wait an extra half second to tighten up a lug nut all the way. Uh, you didn't have to worry about that too much with the five lug nuts back then because if you got one loose, oh well, at least you had the other four holding on. At worst, you're going to go down pit road, and you're going to get that tire put back on, or that lug nut fixed, excuse me, and you're going to have no problems. With one lug nut, though, if that sucker's loose, that tire's gone, four-week suspensions. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to fix this, except for one of two ways. NASCAR just really dives into their lug nut guns and really does a complete makeover with that. Or you make pit stops for drivers at least 15 seconds, but nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see a pit stop that uh, is a certain time limit and you won't lose a position if you leave at that time. I know they did that for Portland, but I don't want to see that for any other race. I really don't because let's be honest here, pit strategies and pit stops makes NASCAR races. It's it, People may or may not like it, but the truth of the matter is it creates some of the most exciting uh, finishes and battles that you see on a week-to-week basis. And so... There's no easy answer for this, but NASCAR has really dropped the ball on the one lug nut, and a lot of people are not happy with it. And once again, takes out another driver and takes out a crew chief and a pit crew member for another four weeks, and nobody wants to see that. Let's go back up to the positive sides. I don't want to stay too much on negativity. A great run by the Stuart Haas Racing Camp for them to finish all in the top 15 minus Cole Custer. They've been needing some good finishes, and they're slowly but surely going in the right direction. The best-performing car had to be Eric Amarola with all his stage points. But now, you know what? we got to give it to Kevin Harvick instead. He finished in the top five, scoring 39 points. He was very impressive. But I would say Eric Amarola was a very close second, and Chase Briscoe made some steps in the right direction. I would have expected more out of him in this race, but a top 15 still really good. And also a shout-out to Rick Rare Racing getting another car in the top 20. I don't know how they keep doing it, but my goodness, steps in the right direction. I love it. Now you got Joey Hand, who was running around in the 20 position for the most part of this race. So great job by them, but also Cody Ware finishing in the top 10 in one of the stages after having to serve a pass-through pit road penalty at the beginning of the race. Still in the first stage when they had no cautions except for the incident with Bubba Wallace. He's able to finish up there. Bravo to you, good sir, and bravo to that team for able to do that. I wish I could have seen that race in person so I could have showed them my good old Rick Rare racing antics. I don't know if they would love it or hate it. Either way, it would have been exciting, and I think they would have been a little excited to see someone with a Rick Rare racing shirt over there rooting them on. Overall, I'd say this race was a decent race for Sonoma. If you compare it to the rest of the 2022 races, it was wild. Don't get me wrong. It was very wild. I mean, look at the finish. But I would say it's probably part of the lower end. I'd say a 6 out of 10 as far as entertainment goes overall in a NASCAR race. 
you still want to see the replays. I mean, obviously, if you're a Daniel Suarez fan, you're super excited to see him get into victory lane. And if you're excited about first-time winners, that's a big up. But there was not as much passing. It was mostly a pitch strategy race, and you just wait for the next strategy to go into effect before you saw a new leader. Overall, I still like the race. I still like the fact that you had new faces up front. And that's what I really like about Sonoma. You get that opportunity to happen here and there. It's just not much of more of a pass-worthy racetrack compared to the other road courses on the schedule. But it still deserves a spot just for the simple fact that you get these um, certain finishes here. Maybe, just maybe, you drop the cautions and you keep it green going all the way so you don't see these wild results happen. But, I mean, if you like the wild results, you want to keep it the same. Overall, decent race here for Sonoma here in the 16th race of the 2022 season. And that will conclude the final results for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Let's look at our fantasy picks here for this weekend. First things first, I scored 140 points. I sucked. I did horrible. I don't know how I finished in the top 15, but I still did. It was just a bad race for a lot of people. A lot of people struggled. But there was three people who absolutely did great, even though I may have let you guys down in the fantasy picks. And that was Sammy by God scoring 200-plus points with 201. Hebrew Hammer finishing second at 195. And Charlie's Racers with 186 points. Congratulations to you guys. You guys are in the top three here for this weekend. You put on a great showing when even I could not figure out how anything worked here in this race. You guys were still able to score 180 plus points for the each of you. Bravo to you guys as we move on into the next race, which will be Nashville. However, we do have a weekend break. It's the first and only break of the season. So that race is not going to come up until June 26th. So we're going to have to figure out what we're going to be doing in the meantime. I could have a guest come on or maybe multiple guests uh, and do an episode uh, there. And just talk about how the 2022 season's going on. Who do we think is going to make it into those final four spots in the playoffs? Or could someone with a victory potentially miss the playoffs? Who knows? But either way, we'll figure something out for you guys. We'll have maybe one episode in between that time. I don't think we're going to do a Friday episode and a Monday episode this weekend. But we will still figure things out, and you, I will still bring out a show for you guys at the very least one before the race of Nashville. Don't forget to follow me on social media. You can do so at Vanilla Wafers 44 on TikTok or at Vanilla Wafers where I post daily videos all NASCAR related. It's a lot of fun. Or you can follow me on Twitter at TylerV33. That's how I got to see Sammy by God get the victory here. He was the first one to notify me. He was pretty pumped and I got to congratulate him and retweet him. That was really cool to see. So if you want to follow me on any of those social media platforms, you can do so and try to chat with me. I'm usually really good at replying to people so you can do so either on TikTok YouTube, or Twitter. But above all, guys, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>